What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. This is another journal episode from my car, and today I will be talking to you about karma, uh, what it is, what it isn't. Uh, it is not a stripper nor a bitch. Um, it just is. But before we get into that, if you'd like to support this, uh, go to theinfinitesparkofbeing.com and purchase your books from there. Do not purchase them through Amazon, please. I have nothing against Amazon, but... The books that you find on there are from Balboa Press, and um, they uh, weren't nice to me. <clears throat> so stop giving them your money, please. Because uh, for one thing, I I get drastically less, and I don't see it for fucking ever. Um, yeah, go through Blurb. Blurb's a great company. Uh, they facilitate a method of self-publishing that allows knuckleheads like me to make books for nice people like you. Uh, you can also find a shop link to purchase t-shirts, art prints, things like that. Um, there's also uh, a link to the Patreon and uh, for a monthly fee. I, you know, I'd love to do some sort of thing there. I'm <clears throat> just not sure what to do. So if you have any ideas, um, uh, let me know. It's, it's raining here, so if you hear a slight squeak, my brakes are squeaking in the rain. Um, but in uh, uh, Venmo, just if you want to give a kindness donation to, uh, I don't know, just to be nice. Uh, but karma. Um, karma is just simple cause and effect. Car- your karma really is your opinion. Um, you know, uh, we've got our, our samskara, our psychological predispositions, right? Um, my, when I take a personality test, I test very high for controller, analyst. I test very high on an entitlement, um, which uh, all of those things can seem not great. But you can work with them in a way that they become assets. <clears throat> um, sorry, I keep clearing my throat. But... Um, so your samskaras are what builds your karma. That's what your karma is built on, right? Um, let's a controller's an easy one. So if I, um, you know, uh, when I'm being unskillful, I try to control my external world. When I'm being skillful, I realize that I cannot control my external world, so I attempt to regulate my internal world. Um, I work on me, not you, right? Uh, that's the difference is that when controller is out of control, try to regulate the external world. When controller's in control, the controller tries to regulate the internal world. <clears throat> um, and a lot of that's brought out of fear, uh, lack of safety as a child, things like that. Um, so uh, 
let's say uh, we use controller as an example. Um, I can't control my external world. I can try, right? Which leads to a lot of grasping and clinging, which gets us in trouble. And my opinion about that, going, oh, you know, if this person would do this, and if this was like this, da 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 da, there's there's my karma, right? That's the karmic curriculum, learning to work within the confines of your psychological stuff, uh, your your psychological makeup, your personality, as I've said in past episodes. Um, you know, like I said, I've I've tried. <laughs> for years to change uh, my personality, to just be somebody else, <clears throat> um, to be somebody who was just, you know, this fucking rainbow with the, uh, a cupcake person. And I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm not an asshole. I mean, I can be. Uh, can I be, you know, my Enneagram 8-ness? Can I be domineering and control? Absolutely. Um, but with a lot of work, you know, I find assets in that. Entitlement is one of those things that I think is fantastic. I've told clients several times this week, I wish you had more entitlement and more ego. Because you would realize that the life that you were living is not good enough for you. And that you can do better. And though somebody might tell you that you can't, you know what? I'm so entitled that I believe I can't. That's the other side of that. Right? Um... You know, uh, that, that sort of thinking of like, that the rules don't apply to you. And they don't. What's the, what's the good in the rules applying to you? If you believe the rules apply to you, you wouldn't break them. You wouldn't find out new shit. You would just fucking fall in line with the rest of these squares. You know? <clears throat> um, this, these squares that came along and created a square system and a square education system so you could fit within the square system so you could be part of the square. And like, yeah, thank God there's people like, I don't know, Steve Jobs, Rick Rubin, fucking name it. You know what I mean? Ram Dass. These people like, I hear you, but I'm going to go over here and do this anyway. Uh, and that's the stuff that, uh, that, that, that's entitlement. You know, who do you think you are to try to make a record? Who do you think you are to write a book? You're not an author. Well, last time I checked, all you gotta do is write a fucking book, and God knows I've bought bad ones. So why can't I just, at the very least, write a bad book that people buy? Right? Um, so that's entitlement. But um, <clears throat> let's say my entitlement, uh, how do I say it? Um, karma, as far as my entitlement, would be like, um, you know, I believe I'm owed something and since you won't give it to me, fuck you. And the world is stacked against me and I'm paranoid and all that. There's your, there's your, you know, bad karma. If that's an undesirable feeling, that's bad karma, right? Unless you want paranoia and feelings that you've got to fight the world. Well, then you've got good karma, right? But what if you had pronoia, the belief that the world conspires in your favor and you thought, you know what? Um, I believe that God, Krishna, the universe will grant me this thing that I want. I've done the hard work and I deserve it. And I just believe that that'll happen and that's okay. It'll take time, but I'll just stay dedicated and that'll work out. That's good karma. You're not suffering. And more importantly, not causing suffering to other people. You know, you're not being an asshole. Um, there, there's your karma, right? Um, so, your scars, that personality stuff is what kind of gives your soul this, or your soul, you as soul, 
a template for how this this uh, incarnation is going to dance through this melodrama, uh, Samskara meaning to dance as the actor, right? To dance in the actor, or dance as the actor in the Leela, in the play, right? Krishna's Leela, God's Leela, the Leela of the universe, the play of being alive. And, you know, of course the president matters, and of course these are all very real, important things, you know. Um, by the way, your soul doesn't, or you as soul, awareness doesn't really give a shit. Soul doesn't, isn't really concerned with these things. I mean, it's all part of the curriculum and you've got to do it, but you've got to do both. You know, you've got to give a massive shit and kind of be okay if it doesn't go your way. You know, you got to balance in that gray area, you know, like that horrible beauty thing. You know, it's horrific and it's beautiful. You know, uh, become intensely curious about bad feelings. You know, like, wow, you know, um, I, I know for me, a lot of times when bad things happen or, or things don't, you know, go well, I can say uh, that there's a curiosity there. You know, like, I wonder what's going to, I wonder how I'm going to grow from this. I wonder, you know, but do I also get mad, upset, sad? Of course I do. Right, but your karma isn't going to go away. You're not going to become karma free. And just because these assholes and sheets told you that that's a thing, it doesn't mean it's real. They're just people. You know, I love Lama Losan, but he's a person. The Dalai Lama is a person. Karmapa is a person. Ramdas is a person. Maharaji, Neem Karoli, they're all just people. You know, and what you get out of it, that's God. You know, that's. God finding itself, rediscovering itself, getting lost and all this stuff, but getting lost in the Leela, the play and, and using its samskara, it's like psychological stuff as this role. Like in this one, I'm going to play Keith and Keith has these issues and, you know, and Keith's brain does these things and Keith's nervous system does this thing. And, and now the soul as Keith is navigating its way through the world. And as its opinions change about pain and suffering, its karma changes. My karma changes. My as in the soul's karma or me as Keith, right? You don't just get to escape your role. I don't get to float at cruising altitude just above my Keithness where nothing ever bothers me again. No, I got to be Keith. You know, I got to wake up and be this 46 year old fella that has these issues and that issue and this asset and that deficit. And yeah, I love it. Lean into your incarnation. It's not a mistake. It is all perfectly lawful. All of this shit. It's all lawful. It makes sense. You know, and if you get lost in the right and the wrong and the morality of it, and this, and that, it's just, you know, and you get lost in morality and that makes your karma worse. Your karma meaning your level of personal suffering. You know, think about it like this, right? Um, and I know I've gone over this in the past. Uh, I should stop saying that because uh, most of you haven't listened to these. So I might as well just... So the Bhagavad Gita, the Mahabharat, you know, the Gita being a piece of the Mahabharat, um, there are two characters. 
Um, there's obviously Krishna and Arjuna. And these two gentlemen get mentioned at the beginning of the Bhagavad Gita, but uh, there are more characters from the Mahabharata. And they're Bhishma and Drona. And these are the five brothers, the Pandus. This is their, these are their gurus, their teachers. They taught them to fight. Uh, the five brothers, Krishna and his brother, four brothers are all, or I'm sorry, Arjuna and his four brothers are uh, Pandavas, and they're part of the Shastri class, the warrior ruling class. And, uh, but anyway, so Bhishma and Drona taught them to be who they are. But Bhishma and Drona are fighting on the bad guy's team. Arjuna's dad, uh, Pandu, was the king. And through a various, you know, through a series of mishaps, ends up dead. And uh, the blind king, his brother, takes over. And the blind king has an idiot kid, and this idiot kid creates a lot of problems. This guy, this, this wise ass, this knucklehead, you know, he complicates things, makes things really shitty. Next thing you know, we're all going to war. And you could look at Bhishma and Drona's role in this. They spent all this time trying to convince the king and, and his idiot kids not to go to war with the Pandus the Pandavas are going to kill us, that they're going to lay waste to us. Arjuna is the greatest warrior of Bhima's of this and, you know, the Bhima, his brother's a badass and, you know, we're going to die. You're going to get us all killed. And there's Bhishma and Drona's karma, their attachment to morality. And the reason they're on the bad guy's team is because a long time ago they promised to always fight for that king. They didn't say specifically Pandu, and then meaning that that uh, that you know his brother would negate that deal if he became king. So they're just blindly, you know, not blindly, but they promised, and so this is a moral thing now, right? And even Arjuna falls into that trap when he asks Krishna to take him down into the battlefield, and he looks around, and he goes, "This is immoral. This is adharmic. I can't participate in this war." And Krishna. God looks at him and goes, what are you talking about, dude? We're here. Shut down and fight is basically what Krishna is saying. He's like, these people are already dead. They're going to die anyway. You might as well just kill them yourself. You were all my teeth chomping away at time. There is never a time when you or the warriors on this battlefield did not exist. You were never born and you will never die. So fight. What he's telling Arjuna isn't to just go murder people. Oh, there's my brakes. This is starting to bother me. I just get my brakes done. But what Krishna is telling him is like, look, this is a role that you have to fill right now. You're going to have to be the warrior, right? Now, Arjuna, his att attraction or aversion to this is going to be his karma. That's his karma. Not his personality. Not his caste. It's his opinion about whether he should fight or not. In that moment, that's his karma. Karma's got layers. But in that moment, his wringing of hands, like when he drops the Gandiva bow, falls to the floor of the chariot and starts sobbing, and Krishna's like, what are you doing, man? Get up. He says, this is unbecoming of a warrior. Stand up and fight. Right? So... It's like karma is not the event. Karma is how the mind relates to the event. 
And that is going to be in your operating system. That is going to be in your conscious mind, your opinions about things, your ability to just move forward and do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. Krishna isn't telling Arjuna to just become a lunatic serial killer. He's just saying, look, like, you're here. This battle isn't going anywhere. You have to fight this battle. And I realize you're scared and you don't want to do it. And I realize that you have some moral shit here, but dude, we're here. Wisdom frees you. Morality binds you. You could also think of morality as policy. So wisdom only knows what's happening right now. Policy, morality, try to predict an acceptable future that they can plan and feel good about. As long as we adhere to these rules, nothing bad's going to happen. Bullshit. Right? The universe is like, hold my beer. As long as we adhere to the rules, everyone obeys. Well, we've learned that that doesn't happen. Wisdom knows the current moment. But you said till death just part. I realized that, but I didn't know you were going to go fucking nuts. Wisdom knows how you are right now. And wisdom is wise enough to let go of the fucking rope when you fall. Skiing reference. I don't know why I was thinking of that. Um, water skiing. Not obviously not snow skiing. So, wisdom frees you. Morality binds you. Policy binds you. There's a saying, morality binds and blinds. Morality isn't like, you know, as Americans always think some weird sexual shit. But that's not what morality is. Morality is just policies. So you could say wisdom frees you, policy binds you, and your opinions, your, your difficulty to let go of a policy, you see this in politics, right? Some people hate a politician so much, right? How Trump just made everybody, like Trump and Biden make people act fucking nuts. And then their, 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 their inability to let go of their own ideas and accept a different idea, you know, it's like, you hate somebody so much that if they say anything worthwhile, you're still going to shout it down because, I don't know, it's just against your policy, your principles. Fuck your policy. Fuck your policy. What is the current situation? What is the moment? What does this moment call for? Um, I typically uh, not crazy about war. Don't like it, not into it. Uh, definitely not voting for any war criminals. So when you got one that doesn't run for fucking or runs for president, who is somebody who isn't a fucking war criminal, let me know. Right? Some of you are against war, but yet you'll vote for these people, despite their policies and the things that they stuck with, because you know, like my mom said, my mom voted for Donald Trump. She was like, "Well, who else am I supposed to vote for?" Fucking, I don't know. My left foot? <laughs> fucking gives anything? I don't know. She's right, though. I mean, am I, 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 if, if you're adhering to this policy and you'll only vote right wing, well, you gotta follow the party line. What if you just don't because none of them are worth your fucking time? But no, you'll accept shit to get your way. And I know I don't really get typical, like typically like, you know, fucking political in here. 
but you voted for this fucking, the next idiot, the next fool to decide that, lady, I'm slowing down. You got to cross the street. There's no reason I should come to a complete stop right now. Um, so this, this is what I'm talking about. Your inability to let go of your own policies. And then you can see how your adhuration, if that's even a word, you adhering to this policy, no matter what, creates a lot of shit for you. And it creates a lot of shit for everybody else. Like how many of you will just argue with somebody fucking just cause, you know, you might actually like think they have a point. So it's not what's happened. It's the way your mind relates to it. Karma isn't like, you know, you could say like your guy didn't, you know, your fucking team didn't win the presidency. So you're pissed. I don't know, man. There you go. Your attachment to whatever the fuck you're attached to is going to create a problem for you. If you uh, dislike dehydration, drink more water. If you hate hydration, drink less water. Right? I mean, that's all this is. And your samskara, your personality, your psychological shit, that's your foundation for it. You are going to experience you. You are going to experience this incarnation and your attachment or aversion to it is going to create your karma. You hate who you are? Well, this should be fun. Tell you what, work really hard to change that shit and then let me know how it works. And you can grit your teeth and white knuckle it pretending to be just a a happy-go-lucky fucking, you know, peace be with you, what the fuck ever. But one day you're going to slip up and you're going to motherfuck somebody in traffic. Just lean in. Me, I'm not always a happy person. I'm very moody. Uh, prone to rants. And, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend likes that about me, shockingly enough. You know? It's become a little joke with us. Because I know what I'm doing. I know what I sound like. And she'll go, tell me what else grinds your gears. She encourages me to do it. She loves it. Um... So that's, you know, that's karma. That's, it's your opinion about how you feel. You're going to have feelings. You're going to get sad. This is an easy one. You are going to get sad. Everyone that you love and care for will cease to live at some point. Either you'll be alive for it or you won't. But your mind's relationship to the experience of sadness and your attachment to this person, place, or thing, that's your karma. That's it. And it's not that like you get sad, push it away. I feel great. And you've got good karma now. That's not how this works. Your ability to sit with sadness, go through it, allow it to pass through you peacefully with equanimity. There's your karma. That's some good karma, right? Your ability to experience things without becoming overwhelmed by the nervous system and the ability to feel calm even when you're sad or angry and still make sound decisions instead of acting like a jackass. 
that would lead to, you know, if you did that, that would lead to other stuff that was really cool, right? It'd all be good. It'd lead to a different experience, you know? Like, can you imagine, like, experiencing sadness and not, like, ruminating on it until you became angry and resentful, and then there's your karma, right? Karma isn't what happened. Karma is how the mind related to what happened. Now, if you're attached to the mind, then that's how you related to what happened. Depends on how you look at this thing. Um, either way, that's that's karma. Um, that's it. Uh, yep. Um, so if you, you know, we'll go into some other stuff. I think working on how to shift that stuff and create enough space to have a different experience. But that'll be another episode. All right. Uh, Reach out, holler at me uh, if there's questions, comments, uh, attaboy, whatever you want. Let me know. Uh, World friends, I love you. Bye.